God bless you and thank you in advance for your giving. Thank you for the work that the Lord has been able to do through this ministry, through Grace Church over the last 12 years. Uh, God is and has been faithful. So again, thank you. If you don't bring a tithe, I challenge you in 2021, watch how God blesses you. It's amazing. And what I do when I put my tithe in is I quote Malachi 3.10, bring a tithe into the storehouse that there may be meat in my house and prove me now herewith. So the Lord of hosts, if I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that there shall not be room enough to receive it. Amen. I love God's word. I love reading the Word of God. Uh, here lately, the last several years, I've read through the Bible three times uh, in each given year. And each year, I get something fresh out of it. It's like fresh manna. Uh, Janie's a good cook, and she'll make some of my favorite meals, and they're fresh and good each and every time. That's God's Word. And we can hold God to his word, because once that word is spoken, Isaiah 55 says, it will not return void. And hear me on that. When God speaks something, the only person that can abort it is me or you. All right? We cannot receive it. We cannot accept it. We cannot adhere to it. But if you receive it, if you accept it, if you apply it, if you proclaim it, if you declare it, if you abide by it, if you obey it, God's word is fresh, and he will just anoint you. He will bless you. He will love you. He will just pour his spirit out upon you. Amen. Praise God, church. I'm, I'm excited about what God is going to do through you over the next uh, year. And watch how God just, just envelops. And so Janie and I had to go back for uh, Janie's uh, sister's husband's funeral back to Omaha, Nebraska. And we had good travel. We don't mind traveling. It becomes very uh, draining at times. A uh, lot of trucks on the road. For those truck drivers, uh, God bless you guys, but look out for us in our cars. I got ran off the road. I mean, literally ran off the road. I was on the shoulder of the road and uh, just praising God and waving at the truck driver, L letting them know that we were there, <laughs> letting them know that we had somewhere to be and we wanted to make it back safe. But so, Janie, the trucking industry is, is uh, reflective of our economy. Our economy must be doing really well because there is a lot of trucks on the road. And I uh, had good good opportunity to see family and friends and, of course, uh, my wife's sister, Denise, and, and pray with them and just hug on them for a little bit. And then uh, on the way back, uh, we understood that we, we missed the snowstorm of 2021. So, uh, Janie... <laughs> Jenny likes snow. We were hoping there'd be snow in the yard. The grass was green as it was on a spring April day. So I, I said, honey, I'm sorry. You, you missed the snow. Uh, maybe it will snow again. And uh, we waited to go to the store because we knew they'd be out of milk and bread. <laughs> and so, uh, I, love, I love the South for that regard. You know, it can't always make it out for church, but we got to get our milk and bread. Uh, that was just, that was... That was free. No, I don't, I don't mean that. Janie says, you got to start being more nice. I'm really trying. We're preaching on the kingdom and kingdom philosophy and kingdom mentality and kingdom principles. Two weeks ago, we talked about kingdom giving. Uh, if you bring it, God will give it. All right? And we were talking about kingdom living last week. If you bind it, you can be bound. If you loosen it, it can be loosened. These are principles 
on, uh, by God. It's actually the initiation and the start of then the church age where the Lord talks about the church and the power the church has and keys of the kingdom. And today we're going to talk about re kind of kingdom personality. I don't want you to miss out on what the kingdom has to offer, what the kingdom can bring you, what the kingdom uh, will do for you as you embark in the kingdom of God. And so we're going to go to a verse that we used last week, and then we'll add to it. Revelation is the third chapter, verses 7 and 8. And the angel of the church in Philadelphia write, or to the, and to the angel, the words of the Holy One, the one true, the true one, who has the key of David, who opens and no, will, no one will shut, and shuts and no one can open. I know your works. Behold, I have set before you an open door, which no one is able to shut. I know that you have but little power, and yet you have kept my word and have not denied my name. That's really important. For you to reach the fullness that God has for you, you need to keep his word and not deny his name, okay? And, and what happens in kingdom mentality is sometimes we fall to maybe fear or we fall to, hopefully not, but we fall to hatred sometimes and we start to pit side against side or this person against that person. We have to be careful that in our kingdom thought and our kingdom mentality that we look at what God has in store and that God can take care of it. Most of us are fixers. We want to fix we want to fix the situation or we we know that we have some control over it. Not that that's bad in and of itself, but ultimately God is the supreme authority, okay? That's what the word Lord means in 1 Corinthians the 11th chapter, and the Lord, supreme authority. So God would that you would abound in blessing, and that means superbound in life. But the devil, Satan, he comes to kill, steal, and destroy. So we have two entities here, one that wants to kill, wants to steal, wants to destroy, but the other one that wants to give you life, and that in abundance. He wants you to super abound in life. How many wants to super abound in life? I mean, I want God to just come into our church, come into our homes, come into our community, come into the homes of the people watching, the communities of people watching, and just give life, okay? That takes me then to Joel, the second chapter, the 28th verse, and we might have that possibly, and it shall come to pass afterward. Now this is, the afterward is a restoration of Israel, not restoration of Israel like we saw in 48 and 67, but restoration of Israel that we saw when when Jesus came on the scene and when Jesus died on the cross and he was buried and he rose again, that restoration of Israel, of his people, of which we're grafted in, after it shall come to pass, that I will then pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, your old men shall dream dreams, and your young men shall see visions. I must be old because I dream more, okay? And I, I don't like that. I want to be one of those vision casters. I want to be the, the ones that are having the visions and prophesying, but it's incumbent upon those of us who have matured in our walk that we have some dreams left. In this particular case, 
the Bible says that the Holy Spirit would be poured out. Well, when did that take place? When did the last days start? The last days started in Acts, the second chapter. Peter says, and this right here, the Holy Spirit being poured out, this is what was spoken of by Joel the prophet. And then Peter rehearses these verses. My sons and daughters will prophesy, and old men will dream dreams, young men will have vision. The Holy Spirit will be poured out. And, I, and the Bible then goes on to say, okay, and, and those who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. In fact, the Bible says, and everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So the, Bible, the Holy Spirit is going to be poured out on all flesh. Everybody say all with me. All flesh, okay? So the Holy Spirit is here. Back in the old days when Joel would have written this as a prophet, he would have said that the Holy Spirit would only work with certain individuals, maybe Elijah or maybe Elisha or maybe this Jeremiah or maybe Isaiah. But now we have access to the whole power of the Holy Spirit of God, and that everyone, now the Bible doesn't say anyone, and there's a difference there. The word everyone is an indefinite pronoun. In other words, at any place, at any time, should everyone or anyone of that everyone call upon the name of the Lord, the Bible says they're saved. Done deal. How many believes the word of God? Everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So this is part, This started then the last days or the end times. Now, I'm not smart enough to know when Jesus is going to come back. Whenever God sees fit, uh, Jesus is going to come back. And I don't make a lot of plan and preparation. I've studied it. But at the same time, I think that we need to stay busy as a church, as Christ followers, continuing to get people into the kingdom of God and into kingdom principles by the power of the Holy Spirit. The Bible says, unless the Spirit draws them nigh, they can't be saved. So the Holy Spirit was poured out on all flesh, right? So that we can pray, Spirit, would you draw that neighbor? Spirit, would you draw that family member? Spirit, would you draw that friend? Spirit, would you draw that loved one? Spirit, would you draw that co-worker into the presence of God? And then Romans says, so that the goodness of God could save them. So the Holy Spirit draws them, and the goodness of God saves them. And we know that by grace we are saved through faith. It is not of ourself. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any person should boast. So it's not by our good nature that we've gotten saved, just like it's not by our good nature that we gain wealth. So what, what's, what are, why are we lending towards that? So if we have access to the powerful Holy Spirit, then we need to rise above some of the things that are happening in the world today, okay, that maybe we have no control over, but that could be fearful or could be hate-inspired that says, okay, wait a second, if I operate in love and grace, at least then the reflection of Jesus can reflect to us to people who are lost or people who are hurting or people who are maybe confused as to what's going to take place over the next few years. The last days are upon us, but that's been happening now for 2,000 years. So if we have the Holy Spirit at our disposal and we have open doors that Jesus says, I'm going to open doors that no man can shut, and I'm going to shut doors that no man can open if you abide by my word 
and you don't deny my name. So we're looking at Christ and saying, okay, Lord, I'm going to abide by your word. What, what is the word? The word of God. We would use the scriptures as the word of God. They're interpreted by man for the power of the Holy Spirit for our benefit. So if we interpret, okay, Lord, here's, here's what you have for me, then we know that God has a good place for us. Are you with me? Making sense yet? And here, because this is kingdom stuff. Sometimes we look at, uh, you know, you don't. I I'd read a I read a story one time about Mike Tyson, and he had a brand new Rolls Royce, and he had gotten in a small minor car accident off the road. Uh, the front tire kind of bent in, and it was a two hundred fifty thousand dollar car at the time. And instead of just having the car towed and repaired, he just left it. Now, it, it, that, doesn't, that doesn't make sense to me, and maybe it made sense to him. Someone who had hundreds of millions of dollars, he could just walk away from it. My point is this, that we have so much value in the Word of God. If we see society, or we see culture, or we see people having problems, we don't just disregard the Bible as if God's not working. God's really working behind the scenes, okay? So we don't want to deny his name, and we don't want to give up faith. We want to dig deeper into the word and say, okay, God, what are some kingdom benefits that if I, I sell out to you, what, what's, what's in store for me? And I'm not saying uh, we do it because of what's in store, but God always brings benefits around. So let's go to Deuteronomy, the 28th chapter, verses 1 and 2. Most of you know these by now. And if you faithfully obey the voice of the Lord your God. So the King James says diligently. So if I'm, if I'm active in my walk with Christ, if I'm active in my pursuit of holiness, if I'm active in following the measures of the Holy Spirit, if I'm active in trying to lose my life, pick up my cross, deny myself, and follow Jesus Christ, then some of the things that are taking place are less concerning to me because my focus is on heaven. I'm simply then a pilgrim passing through. Does that make sense? It doesn't mean I uh, don't act with wisdom. It doesn't mean that I don't act responsibly. It doesn't mean that, I, that I'm just uh, uh, not caring about things. It means that my sights are further down the road, that my home then is in heaven. My home is then with the Lord Jesus Christ. So he says, if obey the voice of the Lord your God, being careful to do his all his commandments, that I command you today. The Lord your God will set you on high above the nations of the earth. And verse 2 says, and then all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you. Be honest. How many would like to be overtaken with blessings coming out of 2020? I mean, it's like, Lord, man, yeah, come on. Bless me, Lord. I'm ready. Okay, if you obey the voice of the Lord, your God. So there's a, there's a couple ifs there, all right? If we do our part, then God will always do his part. It's never if with God, okay? And uh, success coaches will tell you, different leadership coaches will tell you, get rid of the ifs in your vocabulary. Well, if it works out or if we're able to do that, you make it happen. I think this is something that God's trying to tell us. Listen, 
and you, you sure it's if you obey if you do those things but you can actually move those and say no I'm going to obey I'm going to faithfully I'm going to diligently seek after the voice of the Lord I'm going to read his word I'm going to study to show myself approved unto God a workman need not be ashamed rightly dividing the word of truth I'm going to attack so what are these blessings well let me read them to you because they're they're in the 28th chapter of Deuteronomy and you can go home and look it up look up the first 14 verses and then the next 54 verses are if you don't obey or if they don't obey let me remind you by the way that Israel's in the desert place they're wandering at this point in time they haven't crossed over to a land of milk and honey they're kind of without anyways they're trying they're struggling a lot of the people that crossed over they're dying off a new army is rising up it's kind of like a new year it's a new season we're we're looking at 20 and 20 we're saying okay I'm going to take what good I can get from there I'm taking perseverance I'm taking suffering I'm taking the fact that we're we're growing in our faith we're 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 learning to to uh, please God through uh, unusual circumstances but now I'm walking into 2021 and beyond and I'm saying okay God I'm going to diligently hearken unto the voice of the Lord my God I'm going to do it faithfully and because I do that I'm going to obey the voice of the Lord God says he's going to overtake you with blessings here's some of the blessings he said he'd be you'd be blessed in your city your city will be blessed because you're walking in it your county would be blessed because you're walking it now the power of death and life are in the tongue so don't be cursing your city don't be cursing your county don't be cursing your church don't be cursing your family speak life into those situations because that's what the bible tells us to do you'd be blessed in your field and we know it was agricultural back then but it would be whatever your field of expertise is right now I was in the moving business, the relocation business. Our, our business was totally blessed, and I think part of it was because God had blessed me as a faithful servant of his. Okay? Now, God will bless you as a faithful servant no matter what you do, whatever field of expertise or labor you do. If you're a, a house mom or a house dad, if you're a child, if you're a student, if you're a business owner, if you're an entrepreneur, if you're in ministry, wherever it is, God says he would bless you as you hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord. He said he would bless your children. Now, we're going to sing the song, Blessing, at the end of this service. It is one of my favorite songs currently. Why? And part of it is because he's going to bless your children and your children's children and your children's children's children. There's going to be a legacy and there's going to be a heritage and there's going to be things. And you have the right to receive that and to accept what God has in store, not only for you, but for your children and for their children. And being a grandparent now, it's, it's important for me to know that my kids and their kids and their kids' kids are going to be blessed. And you say, Pastor, what about the world? What about the debt? What about the economy? What about just the whole government situation and all that? This is where kingdom principles come in. We serve a higher power, church. We serve a higher power. We serve a God who sent his son to die for us. And because he died for us, we've had access to open doors. And we've had access to shut doors. So if God shuts a door for you, don't think it didn't work out. I've had God shut doors for me that I wanted to walk through, but he knew what was better for me. Because he knew what was better for me, he opened up other doors, and I went through those doors. So he'll bless your children. He'll bless your cattle, herds, and flock. He'll bless your homes and houses. He'll bless you coming in and going out. 
In other words, you'll be blessed on both sides. This doesn't look like it's going to work out, but God's going to bless you. This looks like it's working out. God's still going to bless you. Someone says, hey, we need to let you go. There's a blessing on the other side. Why? Because Romans 8.28 said, and we know that all things work to the good of those who love the Lord. So then we're called according to his plans and purposes. This may be shut down, but God's opened something up. He opens and shuts doors. Why? Because according to the end times or the last days, according to Peter, he's poured his spirit out on all flesh. You have access to the third person of the Trinity, of the holy part of heaven, of Almighty God, and you can allow the Holy Spirit to come into your heart, into your life, into your home, and he can lead you and guide you. He's full of wisdom and knowledge and understanding and counsel and might and the fear of the Lord. We don't fear things. We use our fear, our awesome reverence, our respect to God Almighty, knowing he has your best thing at hand. He has your condition at hand. He has your situation at hand. Your enemies will be defeated before you. This is all found in Deuteronomy, the 28th chapter. You don't even have to fight. You don't have to hate. You don't have to think somebody's against you. If there is an enemy out there and there's only one and that's Satan, that dragon, that serpent that was kicked out of heaven, that's the one enemy that you need to despise and God has already defeated him on the cross. Amen? The Lord will command the blessing. I love that, the blessing. You know how else you can get blessing is being united. Where there's unity, Psalms 133 said, God will command the blessing, even life evermore. Unity offsets anything else. This is why our country's being fought, the United States of America. This is why, we, if we're not careful, we allow the enemy in secretly and strategically. We fight against each other. We bicker against each other. We need to walk hand in hand, unified, saying, okay, listen, it's bigger than this. It's about God. It's about Christ following. It's about ensuring ensuring that God blesses, not for our material sake, but God blesses a country that then in turn blesses Israel. Okay, your barns and all that you undertake, listen to that. That's the same word all, the same meaning that this Holy Spirit is poured out on all flesh. All that you undertake will be blessed. You take up a hobby, God's going to bless it. You take up a side hustle, God's going to bless it. You take up a, a, a thought of reading through the word, God's going to bless it. You have a, a goal for uh, 2021, God's going to bless that. All that you undertake, if you diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord your God and do all that it says, if you walk in obedience, then whatever you undertake, you want to lose weight, you want to get big, you want to, whatever you want to do, God is on your side. He will do it for you as you hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord. Anything, all that you undertake, the Lord will establish you. The Lord will make you abound in prosperity. This is what the word of God says. The Lord will open his treasury in heaven for you. He will bless the work of your hands. You will be the lender and not the borrower. Church. Hear that for a second. What do I have to do? Well, I've already shown you the Holy Spirit's poured out. Peter called it the last days. Now, it's been 2,000 years, same Holy Spirit. There's not been a sensation of spirit. I would argue theologically with that. No, the Holy Spirit is still active today. The Holy Spirit is, is roaming around. The eyes of the Lord are to and fro, looking to whom he can bless, whose heart is melted towards God. 
So the Holy Spirit is active. God said then through Jesus to the prophet John that if I open a door, it's going to stay open. If I shut a door, it'll stay shut. All you have to do is recognize my word and not diminish my name. So what do we do on Sunday mornings? We come in and we worship God. We worship the name of Jesus Christ. It's not just good music. It's not just good singing. It's not just good songs. We are opening a gateway for a door to be opened in the heavenlies. We call it Kairos, a moment, an opportunity where God will send his Holy Spirit upon us so that when we have needs, he starts to bless us in our field, the things we undertake. He starts to bless our children. He starts to bless our home, our finances, our jobs, our community, our church, God's blessings are there as we release ourselves in worship for the Holy Spirit to act on our behalf. Now, the blessings are amazing, but maybe you're going through a season in your life where you say, Pastor, I don't feel blessed. I've been there, trust me, where you're trying to do everything and anything. Lord, I'm praying, and, and sometimes we unknowingly pray out of fear and not out of faith. We're praying because we know that person needs to be healed. We're praying because we know we need a job. We're praying because we know somebody is getting sick. We're praying because we know something's not looking right. Or, or, you know, you feel it in your spirit. But all of a sudden, it's almost like we're praying out of fear. But God wants us to pray out of faith. We pray because we know the Holy Spirit's been given. If you need to be filled or baptized with the Holy Spirit, you just ask the Lord, would you fill me full? And I would ask the Lord every day, fill me full of the Holy Spirit. It's not a one-time thing. Fill me, Lord. Fill me full of your spirit. Lord, fill me full of your spirit today. Fill me full of your spirit tomorrow. Fill me full of your spirit the next day. God, thank you for your, your Holy Spirit. If this is what the last days look like, if we're in the end times, we're in the age of grace where everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. That's a beautiful thing. This is the issue of the church. Jesus told the apostles and us by association, occupy until I come. That's a military term saying this, that we need to advance the kingdom of God. Kingdom of God is at hand. What's that? Repent and believe. Repent and be baptized. Okay, when we repent, it's it's not so only that we can go to heaven. That's the big deal. All right? It's so that we can be in line with kingdom blessings that God has for us. Okay, pastor, I don't feel real blessed right now. Okay, let, let me tell you then what David said in Psalms 84, 5, 6, and 7. David's writing of a time, and he said, Blessed are those whose strength is in you, God. Blessed are those who, listen, so here's the deal. Those blessings seem distant right now. They seem far away. You've been laid off, or maybe you've had COVID, or maybe you've known someone who's passed because of it, or maybe somebody's passed because of something else, or maybe, you know, things aren't working out. You're about to lose the business. You're about to lose a job. Blessed are those whose strength is not in local government, who's not in local politicians, whose strength is not in what we can see, but whose strength is in the Lord. Blessed are those whose strength is in the Lord, in whose heart are the highways to Zion. Now, Zion, my wife will tell you, means this, a place called best. You want your best place. You want what God's best is for you. You put your strength in him and not in anybody else. Don't put it in the preacher. Don't put it in anybody. Don't You put your strength in God Almighty. And he will look out for you every day. He knows every bit of you. He knows the hairs on your head. He knows how tall you are. He knows where you live. He knows your innermost being, and he loves you. And then verse 6 says this. 
as they go through the valley of Baca, they make it a place of springs. The early rain also covers with pools. They go from strength to strength. Each one appears before God in Zion, a place called best. Let's go to verse 6 back. Back to 6 for a second. This valley of Baca, they would call it the valley of weeping. And I've been there with you where, you know, is it going to work out? I've cried before the Lord. I've cried before the Lord for my kids or for my grandbabies. I cry before the Lord for our church or for our community. I cry before the Lord because maybe someone's addicted to drugs. And it's just like, I wish they could just get it. And then you just weep over them and you cry. As they go through the Valley of Baca, the Valley of Baca was called the Valley of Weeping because it was in a valley between two mountains, kind of a gorge. And every year year, it would dry up. And there'd be no water. And it was about a three-day journey. And, and they'd get to day one, and they could carry enough water. Day one and a half into the second day, and the water would run out. So at the evening of the second day, they would start to make it a place of springs. They would pull out shovels, and they would start to dig. And the historians and theologians tell us, as they would begin to dig, God would make it rain. Here, don't miss that. As they would begin to dig, but if they didn't dig, there would be no rain. People would die in that valley of weeping. So they would cry out to the Lord. But when they were digging the wells, and as it would rain, it would become a pool spring for those who followed behind them. And then eventually it would dry up again and people would have to dig. Sometimes we say that we are in a valley of Baca or a valley of weeping. We don't know what's going on. It means that we have to dig a little bit deeper into the Word of God. We have to dig a little bit deeper to where our strength comes from. We have to dig a little bit deeper to why, by who our faith is founded in. Our faith's not founded in man. Our faith's not founded in a situation, in a job. Our faith's not founded in a career. Our faith is built on nothing less than Jesus Christ and his righteousness. I don't like quoting songs, but that's a good one. When you understand where your faith is, now, Jane and I were coming back, and we were, we were praying. We, we've been doing our daily devotional. I hope you have been, too, the 21-day daily devotional. And we were, we've been praying over our family. We've been praying over our church, sick ones in our church that have COVID and, and, and the like. And we've just been praying, and we start crying. And Janie reminded me that, you know, come on back, worship team. Janie reminded me, you know, that there's the joy, the weeping lasts but for the night, but joy comes in the morning. Think about that, but joy comes in the morning. You've heard it here before. Maybe you've heard it other places. That word morning is not just spelled M-O-R-N-I-N-G as in early day. That morning is also spelled M-O-U-R-N-I-N-G, morning, weeping. That's where we get the term valley of Baca, the valley of weeping. Sometimes you have to get alone with God. You might weep a little bit, but it opens the place of the door of Zion, the place called Best, which is back into Deuteronomy, the 28th chapter, which is back into Revelations, the third chapter. God says, I'll open that door. Jesus said, I'm going to open a door. Satan can't shut it. Your boss man can't shut it. Your neighborhood can't shut it. Shut it. Nobody else can shut it. I'm open a door for you that if you'll hearken diligently into the voice of the Lord, I've already poured out my spirit. And because I've poured my spirit out, you have access to these blessings. And yes, David said there might be some weeping along the way. It's not a lottery ticket where we read the Bible three times and say, okay, Jesus, here's my three wishes. It's saying, okay, Lord, I'm willing to do my part. When they dug 
into the valley of Baca. The pools were formed by rain because God supernaturally started to rain upon them. When you do things God's way, when you do God's kingdom way, when you do God, when you answer to God, and you say, okay, God, I'm going to start doing it your way. I'm, a, I'm not going to let things on earth mess me up. Oh, I'm going to be concerned. I'm going to be responsible. I'm going to, be, I'm going to, walk, I'm going to walk in wisdom. I'm going to do what I'm supposed to do. But, but God, those things are not going to mess me up because I know that if I can do things kingdom, I'm going to just stand with me right where you're at. If you're comfortable, I want you to raise your hands just for a moment because there might be people here that are, feel like they're more in the Valley of Baca than they are an open door of heaven. There might be here that are the people here that are doing more weeping than they are celebrating. But the Bible says that your weeping shall be turned to joy. <laughs> that you, that there, there's a rejoicing that's getting ready to take place. That he's going to bless you coming in. He's going to bless you coming out. He's going he's gonna to rise up with you. He's going he's gonna to show you. See, God likes to defend his word. He, he likes to defend what he's speaking. And if you'll hold him by your actions to his word, then blessings will flow in your life. Let me pray. We're going to sing the blessing. I want you to start to declare that over your life. I want you to declare that over your home. I want you to declare that over your children and your children's children. Why? Because I believe that's the heartbeat of God. He did not pour out his spirit upon all flesh just for us to sit on our hands. He did not cause us to weep so that we would just be sad that there be a moment of joy that comes after that. Father, we bless you today. We thank you, dear Lord, Father, that you are on the throne, that you have open doors that no man can shut. Lord, that if we abide by your word, Lord, and if we don't diminish your name, according to Deuteronomy 28, 1 through 14 or 15, Lord, we're blessed. We're blessed wherever we go. But we also know that David said there is a valley of suffering, a valley of mourning, a valley of weeping. But Lord, we know that you turn our weeping into joy, into dancing. So Father, I pray right now that you do release the Holy Spirit, which we know has already been given, into, into each and every person here. That those who are weeping, those that are mourning, those that are sorrowful, Lord, you turn that. Lord, like, 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 like you did, Father Lord, when they were digging those wells, when they were digging, Lord, in that valley. Lord, you start to rain the power of the Holy Spirit upon them, Father. Lord, and they turn that weeping into mourning, into dancing. You turn that mourning into joy and gladness and happiness. We love you, Father. We bless you. In Jesus' name.
against us. If God is for you, you just don't worry about whatever anybody else thinks, whatever anybody else is going through. And there's a, you can sympathize and love them. As pastor said, we're gonna love, we're gonna just get rid of hate. And we're just gonna love one another. But I love that part where it does talk about vodka, which is the place of weeping. But then it goes and it says, then it switches to, to Zion which is the place called best. So sometimes we gotta go through a little bit of weeping, a little bit of crying, a little bit of trial, a little bit of stuff you gotta go through to get to that place. But the whole key there is you just keep going, you just keep pressing, you just keep praying, you just keep worshiping. And yeah, you might gotta cry, have some tears through, you might have to cry a little. But you know what? God is going to see us through because his word says he is for us. He is not against us. And whatever we put our hands to do, we will prosper according to the word. So we learned that this morning. So, so what a great word. So we just need to walk out with it today and just know that God is for you. Whatever you're going through, God is for you. And he is going to see you through this hard situation wherever we're all in one. We're all living in it right now. But God is going to see us through because he is bigger than every situation that we have. Amen. Father, we love you and we thank you today that you are such a great God. Lord, we just ask today that is, is there is a time of weeping and there's also a time of rejoicing. Lord, that we're going to walk in the time of rejoicing. We're going to have our faith and our hope and our trust built on you. You are the center of everything we do. Let you, God, be the very focus and the center of everything that we're going to do this week. Let, Lord, our love be so loud. Let us love, Lord, one another the way you loved your, us, Lord. You gave Jesus for us, Father. You gave your Son. So let us love one another that way. Let us just die out to ourselves every day that you could live in us. We bless you and we love you and we thank you. In Jesus' name. All right. Now tomorrow, everybody that wants to come out, right behind Jack in the Box, Little White Church at 6 o'clock. And then we're here, 6 o'clock Tuesday. Wednesday, Sunny Valley. No, no, Wednesday we're in Cherokee. Don't go to Sunny Valley. Don't do it. You'll be alone. You don't want to do that. Um, Cherokee, but you're welcome to join. And then it's Sunny Valley. And then Friday night down at the downtown building at 6 o'clock still. All 6 o'clock. All right. Hope to see some of y'all there. Love you guys so much. Be blessed. See you soon. Thank you for joining us for today's service. If God is impacting your life through this ministry, join us in reaching others by investing today. You can give at www.gracechurch.tv give or by downloading the app and select give. We can't wait to see you next week.